Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. One, two, clink. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Halloween! It's literally September. It's literally almost October. It's October in eight more days. I'm the worst PTA mom because I do not celebrate the holiday until it is the day of or the week of. Like people who put their um, Christmas trees up like four months in advance and then keep them up till March, either A, lazy, or B, you're doing too much. Like this girl on TikTok like showed her house and she already has five Christmas trees up. It's like, sweetie, it's literally still summer. No, no, that's a lot. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think I can say it on here. Well, I guess it's coming out after we go, so I think I can say it. About the Timberland event, I can talk about it, Well, Timberland making the same shoes for about 40 years. They bought some bail the same shoe in a different color. All right. Well, we're going to a launch of the new Timberland line. I don't know what it's called. Let me look it up. But I'm so excited. That's tonight. Green something. Green stride? My brother's 34, and he's had the same pair of Timberland since high school. I was like, you do know you can go and buy a new pair. But every time I see him, I roast him for it. This is hilarious because on the invitation we got, there is kind of like, it's like a boat structure, but it looks like kind of a shoe. And I thought that was the shoe for the longest time no, until I actually looked at it. It's a diagram of the inside of the shoe. Girl! Sorry. What's going on there? <laughs> oh. It's okay. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, so my mom's here and she just came yesterday. She's only staying for two nights. 
We went to dinner. We hung out. She cleaned my apartment when I was at class. Great having mom here. Funny because with my parents, they just come and they nap. And then they go do their own thing. They do not offer to clean. They don't <laughs> offer to go to dinner with me. Nothing. Oh, Sid, we need to pick a TV. Oh, sorry. Did get. you text me? I did. Did I you looked think at, it was I, a dream? No, I looked at my phone. <laughs> I had like 30 missed texts. So I just turned my phone off. Because <laughs> half of them were from my, my boss. So it's okay. Like, no. no, you were trying to work. I understand. And also, I sent Sydney the other night. One of those, you know, those emoji things that you put your face in front of. And the emoji moves with you. So it's kind of like you're... Emoji face. But call it, it my bitch emoji. Is that, oh, is it a bit emoji? Is that what it's called? No, I call it my bitch emoji. Oh, my, got it. But bitch the, emoji. The one of her doing like the thumbs up. That's that's my personality. That <laughs> that one even that one thing. I keep saying it to random people, and they're like, "Excuse me." And but I'm the like, one yeah. where you can actually like move your face along with it. I am obsessed with the mouse one. Like, I think me and that mouse have just like. Some kind of sensual bond. I'm so I got wasted like three nights ago, and I sent Sydney like nine of those mouse recordings. It was really funny. Thank you. I was very confused because like they wouldn't load on my computer, and I was typing on my computer. It just said like video from Sarah, and I was like, (laughs) what? So on my phone, it's like her screaming the mouse about how she wants hummus. I was like, okay, that's super cute, super fun. I also have another fun little story about the podcast and like people who listen. My coworker Eden, she like told me that she was listening to our rants about Pitch Perfect or Sydney and I's debate about Pitch Perfect more yes, like because she was ranting, I was praising, um, and she was saying like she was listening to it in the car on the way back from cycling and she was like dying of laughter. So that made me really happy. I have mad respect for people who pay to work out. She I think- is an instructor. You know what I think, but though? Yes. You know what I think, though? Okay, yes. I think that the government should pay me <laughs> to work out. I don't care about y'all. They seem to pay me because then I, maybe I'd do it. I still have that sometimes that little kid mindset where I'm like, the government should pay for me to go to school. I don't necessarily want to go to school. It wasn't my decision to create a society where I uh, have to pay so much money an obscene amount of money to go to school i think school is necessary i think everyone should go to school it should not be this expensive i just want to sit and chat about like educational things i don't want to pay you voted for bernie it could have been a thing but a lot of uh like european countries that like have their shit together um (laughs) yeah pay for higher education but it's also harder because like think about countries like Denmark and Norway Finland don't like that. they have such high rates of like overall quality of life and like happiness but a lot of that is because they're all the same mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. all the same ethnicity all the same origin same religion so there's not necessarily like a majority and minority in that sense like yeah they might have like different political beliefs but like when it comes down to it it's a very homogenous community so it's easier to pass bills like that but in the U.S., everyone got an opinion on everything, and they're all different, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, Well, because I think the polarity between the left and right is a huge reason why we're so much in turmoil, especially with the American education system, because you have all of these rich old white men who are boomers, and they just, like, think they can make all these decisions, and then you have... <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't a fart. That was my water bottle. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. And then you have these, like, new people who are coming in, like, millennials and Gen Z, who are like, maybe let's change, and they're like, no. And then we're like, okay, but you're wrong, and then the cycle just goes on from there, nothing ever gets done. See, an interesting fact is, if you guys don't know, I'm a poli-sci minor, and um, 
I can make it a major if I took one more class, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so, um, we, I'm in a class right now that's like specifically people who want to run for congressional office. And we were talking about that because the guy who wrote our textbook is coming to class tomorrow. And I was like, shouldn't you be like writing another one? I don't know. But like they mentioned COVID in my textbook. So I'm like, how recent is this? Like oh they my mentioned goodness. the 2021 election or 2020 election in the book. And I was like, y'all are really on top of this shit. But I feel like I've never read a textbook that hasn't been from before 2014. Yeah. All of mine are always so year. current. But it's like they were talking about how like polarization and like what we're experiencing now is in no way new to the U.S. No, it's not. It's something that happens literally almost like every every few decades. Like obviously we're always gonna be polarized, but like the heightened polarization just because we're living in it. You mm-hmm. know, like think about like slavery. I'm pretty sure they were polarized on that. They did, you know, make a new country. But um, <laughs> I do find it interesting. And then when you look at countries like Finland and Denmark and all of them, they don't necessarily have a dark history like America does. Yeah. And they, I mean, each country has just as much rich cultural history. Um, not too dark. Yeah. Not as dark. Does America have a culture? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think our culture is just stealing. I th- <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think subs. I think America as a whole doesn't have a culture besides yeah. capitalism, but like subsects of America have culture. Like Native Americans have culture, Black Americans have culture. Yes, that's it. <laughs> so, no, there's other ethnic groups have culture as well. Like Asian Americans have culture, obviously, yeah. but it's also like your um, ancestral history informing your like situation now. So it's, it's a way of bonding. It's a way of community building sorry guys if you cannot tell we've had class all day so that's just like a good thing we learned in class the last thing i'm gonna say i think yes. it's the funniest thing ever when on the internet and i don't know what the youtube video is called but like they just go it's like a man on the street thing and they go around and they ask white americans do you think you have culture and some of these answers are the funniest thing. yeah what is it burgers fourth of july it's the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life Okay, like, I love America. <laughs> don't say that too loudly. For some reason, 4th of July, I'm just getting on my nerves. Like, I don't want to see you and your stars and stripes bikini. And I'm so tired of the ca- of the captions that are, like, um, red, white, and freedom. And I'm like, okay. What about blue? Apparently, blue didn't matter. Oh, no, or it's, like, red, white, and blonde. Mm, and I'm like, okay. Stars, spangled, spangled. Banter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone, I've never met someone who didn't have a strong opinion about the 4th of July, whether it goes either way. Like, I've never met someone who's just neutral about 4th of July. Well, I'm from funny. Florida. People be, like, painting their faces and, like, <laughs> on the back of cars in the wind holding a flag. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's relax a little bit. You should have seen my high school. I mean, and I'm sure your high school is the exact same way. But when Trump won, it was hilarious because everyone like literally brought like there are people who brought Confederate flags to school. My teachers were like, tea. And I'm like, what? (laughs) No. Yeah. Tell me why kids were ringing American flags and having inward themes prom parties. And they were like, that's okay. But God forbid. God forbid my skirt was 3.1 inches above my knee instead of three. And it was like, oh my God, you're ruining, you're ruining society. Like you're, you're distracting everyone. I'm like, all right. You're taunting the men of our days. Yeah. Hilarious. Well, you know, it's so weird because I'm applying to law school right now. And like, I have to create a personal statement. And it's weird because like when you apply to colleges or you apply to workplaces, like the questions they ask you to make like to, for essays are so specific. They're like, um, what about your high school credits inform you wanting to go to 
NYU? Or like, why as a drama major are you prepared to be in the tech world? Like just things that are like super specific. But for personal statements, it's literally, there is no prompt. You have to just, just write personal statement. So it's like, hmm. And I'm like trying to like figure out how I take like everything that's ever happened to me that's want me, that's like made me want to be a lawyer and put it into a one page double spaced essay. It's just so hard because it's like at every point in my life, I want to be something different. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be a chef ballerina. I wanted to be a dictator. I wanted to be a dictator. Sounds bad. I meant more of like Sydney world and like everyone had to wear pink and we all had to eat cupcakes for breakfast. Like I was literally five. And poop out rainbows and okay, sweat sparkles. We, you don't poop in my world. Okay, no one poop poops. is stinky. So like obviously I was like five, but um, and then like I wanted to be first lady. I still do, but it's just like crazy how such small things or such seemingly small things happen to us and changes like our entire life trajectory i'm just thinking about that like it's not hecking deep because like i'm a media major and everyone likes to be like you're a media major like what are you doing in class playing with video games and whatever but like um i'm in the honors thesis program and like we had no guidance in creating what we wanted to explore it was just like if you want to like delve into a topic deeper write a proposal and you get accepted if you have like a certain GPA and like be like the proposal or whatever. And like my class is like 25 girls, just funny because our professor's a man. Sorry, side note about that. He kills me. He's really old. And today, randomly, this girl in our class is doing like queer identity and OnlyFans or something like that. And she was talking about pronouns. And he interrupts her and goes, I'm so happy I got damn retired because this pronoun shit is annoying. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you can that oh my god no no everyone in our class burst out laughing even the girl thought it was funny he was like yeah i'm gonna call everyone by their name no she her his hit shit all right well you know what that's great because that's great that you had a really light-hearted class because i feel like if you have the wrong crowd not that there is a wrong crowd but like if you have a different if they if your class was made up of a different type of like class in any way that that means and the majority of my class your teacher would have gotten fired yeah but the interesting thing is that like NYU is so heavy on like making sure you respect pronouns, but I plus I am certain that schools in Florida don't even know what a pronoun is. So no, wait, I'm sorry. I saw this TikTok and there was this girl and she was like mimicking that one conservative in your all liberal class, and she was saying, you know, she got like asked her pronouns in the skit, and she was like, "What a pro- like I'm a girl like." I'm, I have boobs and a hoo ha. Like I'm a girl, yeah, uh-huh. and I went okay. Like whatever. Like just she, say she, is her. It she, her, she, her, whatever. And like, why do you? Why? What's People the point? Make a big deal about it. I'm like, it's really not that hard. Say she, her, hers, and move on. Like I don't know why I have to make a big deal about it. Or be like, or I hate. People are like, wait, like I forgot how to say it again. Like, can you repeat it? Like I really <laughs> forgot. Like. I just think that like five seconds of effort can make someone feel so much more comfortable like explaining like their identity or like respecting it. Or people that like, I just can't say they. Like when you get mail delivered to your door, you say they delivered it because you don't know what gender the person is. So I don't get why that's so hard to do it for someone who asks you to do it. I think people just like to be difficult for no reason. Exactly. That's like people... Okay, and the funny thing is, the same exact people who are the people that are like, any pronouns, are the ones whose names are John and Jack, but go by Jimmy. <laughs> there are no of the same letters in either of those words, yet you were like so adamant, be like, yo, my name's Jimmy. Or like, <laughs> Robert and Bob, or like, okay, I'm or like, sorry. It's, or it's like Anna Marie Ruth 
Petunia. And I'm like, what yeah, are I'm you like, talking about? Okay. I hate hyphen names. Sorry if your name is hyphen. Or like we double love names. Yeah. Like Sarah Ann. Yeah. Sorry your name's Sarah and I'm looking it's like, I mean, my I don't have a hyphenated but like, name. So those frat okay. boys that like, you can't not call them like, yo, G. So like, <laughs> why, if you care so much about your nickname, which like that for other people, like it's truly not that hard. I or just like people understand. who need to go by their nicknames. So it's like, yeah, my name's Brock, but call me the Crusader. Like, Literally, I'm like, all right. And they want you to ask them why. And you're like, yeah, because it's one time. I had beer. And I like ran through the crowd and they called me the Crusader. And it stuck. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't need to know that whole story. Thank you. It's just hilarious to me because if you are anybody, if you are, if you are not a freshman at any college in the United States that isn't bumblefuck South Kentucky Yeehaw University, you know how to say your pronouns. And it really drives me nuts when people just don't take the common courtesy to like be comfortable in their own identity so that everybody in the room can feel comfortable as well. It makes no sense. Because it's not even a political thing. It's, it's just it's being really kind, not. in my opinion. It's literally right? just saying you're like, I it's don't just understand what's a decent human being. Deal. Like, bare minimum. I bare think. minimum. I just think, like, why does respect have to be politicized? Mm-hmm. Like, respecting what someone asks you to do or how they want to be like referred to, just like even if it's a nickname. It's truly not that hard. It's five seconds of effort. And if you want to go out of your way and put more effort into being disrespectful, then like you're just a bad person. I'm sorry. I completely agree. I mean, I think that that's a little bit troublesome. Not troublesome? If I, yeah, I mean, it is. Like, <laughs> no, the yeah. way you said that, it's, it's, it's quite troublesome. No, actually. the 1950s housewife in me comes out a lot. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. 
Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. But back, that was like the longest detour ever. But like my thesis class, I'm thinking because like we're all media majors, but like everyone has such specific like things they want to study, whether it's like the way that like video game culture has like permeated the idea of like what a woman should like act and look like through like anime or like whether it's like why whole foods and like amazon the apps are like changing the way you change by neighborhoods like the way that like people like uh belittle certain like majors but don't realize like how nuanced they are and how like these people are like doing like like important research you know like i don't know I just feel like people shouldn't feel like they're stuck to their major or like there's like a clear path for like just because you're in media mean you have to be a social media marketer or that you have to work in PR or they have to work in marketing. There's so many avenues you can take in your major that I feel like if you can't tell we're talking about careers and majors and like transitions <laughs> right now. Yeah. I have a little quick story anecdote to go along with what you said, especially your point about belittling majors. And that is, I was at a birthday dinner one time, so already wrong place, wrong time to be talking about whose major is better than the others. But I had this old friend, as you can probably guess, we are not friends anymore, and we were talking about what we were going to do when we retire, just because it was a fun dinner conversation. And I said how much I wanted to travel to Italy and own my own wine vineyard. Ooh, wine vineyard, I just glitched, and become a sommelier, etc., Oh, I said become Somalian. I was like, um, I think you have some, you still a little few steps there. <laughs> no. And then my friend looked at me or my old friend looked at me and was like, uh, with what degree? And I was like, well, it, in my field in communications, by the way, your degree definitely helps you get a job, but it's not the end all be all. The end all be all is your experience. So I was like, oh, well, you know, right now I have a few jobs in my major. Like, what, what are you implying? And she was like, well, you're a communications major. And she was a finance major, by the way. So you know that there's already that kind yeah. of, uh, what's it, d- dichotomy there. Yeah. So she was kind of implying, obviously, like that I had the lesser major. And she was like, if you don't work hard, you're not going to retire easy. And I was like, I what are you talking about because I feel like I work harder than she does and I still feel like that so that definitely was not a very nice thing to say and I think not only like am I telling that to just make everyone who has been told that before in their past be like it's okay we all go through that don't let anybody put you down because of that I think I'm saying that to the person with more conventional majors such as finance medical fields whatever be careful around your friends, please. Just no matter what their major is, no matter what they're studying, it doesn't matter if they're like getting a degree in macaroni necklace, like 101. Like it doesn't matter. Just, you know, everybody's interests are completely valid and it's also not your life. So like, why do you care? Why do you have to put other people down? You know what I mean? Just think before you speak about those things. That's like, there's a major or like a school at NYU called Gallatin where like you get to individualize your major, meaning that if, you want to be something specific or like a cross between two majors, whether it's like business and music, business and art, um, science and creative writing, like things like that. You can go into this school and create your own major. But people, especially people in like schools like Stern, which is like our finance school, love to be like, oh, you're in coloring book, color theory classes. Okay, well, with color theory, color theory is what you need to create a foundation. 
because you can cover your dark circles, which you're going to get from being up 18 hours a day, working on a computer, looking at numbers. So I'm kind of like, yeah, you want to put them down, but like they're doing the very things that like you need for your day. So like I hate people feel like you're not in finance or econ or whatever, that you're not going to have a good future or a set path in front of you. Like just because they don't have the same path as you doesn't mean that it's not a valid path. Like, thank you, color theory, because that's why my foundation matches my face. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Acting schools, I also feel like, receive a lot of that same criticism, and I might be a little biased because I did act for, like, 15-plus years. But at the same time, I watch my friends who are enrolled in acting school get told all the time, you're so lucky to be doing what you love. I have a test this Monday. Oh, you guys don't have tests? Oh, my gosh. No, they have to perform improv monologues at the drop of a hat and do dance numbers that are worse than a freaking two-hour-long cycling class. So, And they don't even have uh, a guarantee of work after their college is done because musical theater and theater and acting and film and screenwriting in general and the music industry in general, it's so hard to nail down something because talent is very subjective and it's this whole thing. So it... it they're, they're working so much harder, you know what I mean, after they graduate college. So it's almost like they deserve, I don't know, a little bit more of your respect. Yeah, also just keep your opinion to yourself. Yeah, like, just don't be a mean person, you know yeah. what I mean? We also want to talk about like how to go from point A to point B because I feel like people think that the moment you get into college, you have to have like your major figured out, your path figured out, internship figured out, but like that's not the truth whatsoever. Like I know in my experience, I came into... NYU as a dramatic writing major obviously I got told that wasn't a viable path for me from a lot of people who like to have opinions and we're like I'm not gonna say that they like to have opinions but I knew that in my heart creative writing is something I really enjoyed and aside from what anyone told me I did like know that I had other passions like I took politics classes I took media classes I took language classes or whatever and figured out that like my major right now, MCC, which is Media Culture Communications, is perfect for me because I got to do politics, I got to do entertainment, I got to do writing, while studying under like a bigger umbrella of things that would help lend me to more experiences. And I ended up doing a poli-sci minor and taking a lot of creative writing classes. So like within that, I knew that no matter what um, major I chose, I knew that like storytelling was something that was very important to me. I knew that communication, I knew that politics, social justice, things mattered to me. I was able to find like a path or like a combination of majors and minors that allowed me to explore all of those things. And that's so important that like you don't have to be a finance business major the day one of college because you want to worry about where you're going to be 10 years from now. Because like with my quote unquote media fun coloring book major, like I'm able to have a podcast. I'm applying to law school. Like I'm working at a law firm. So like I think people don't think that you resume be, build. Yeah, you can't be flexible with the Like, I've had a PR internship. I've had social media internships. I've had a law internship. I've had a, a research internship, like an analyst. So I feel like you don't have to be feel like you're stuck in a box with whatever your major is. Like, feel free to explore your interests, and that's how you're going to find what you do and don't like. I agree, because, you know, my whole 15 or 16 years of wanting to go into acting, I wanted to go into acting, and I auditioned for a lot of schools. And then once I finally started getting my feet wet and seeing how the real world was with musical theater which was where my interested in which is where my interests were laid lying lied lied mm-hmm. which were where my interests l- l- were l- 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 um and then when I actually started you know like getting my feet wet and getting serious about it I realized that it was something I only wanted to do as a hobby so 
I know so many people who go to a college and not only transfer transfer internal schools, but completely make a huge transfer, like transfer from, you know, uh, USC to NYU. I know, or NYU to Miami. I know so many people like that. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think the key here is that you know you're never stuck. If you're miserable somewhere, don't feel like you can't leave because you are a human, you have agency. And obviously there are external factors such as parents, funding, whatever. But at the same time, I think it's really important to know that you have other options out there. Did you ever feel like you wanted to transfer schools? Well, like my dream school originally was USC. Like not South Carolina, Southern California. But um, I now know that if I had gone there, I would not have been happy. So I feel like things worked out like the way that they should have. But um, I know a lot of my friends from NYU transferred into NYU. Like you guys know Finn. Finn. He transferred to NYU. And he acclimated really well. So I feel like all people are scared to like meet people. But there's a lot of ways to. Yeah. So actually I wanted to transfer schools freshman year. Like I was really adamant about transferring schools spring break of freshman year before I met. To where? Sydney. Penn State. Because that's where Mia was. Mia is my very good childhood home friend. And, you know, just, I mean, I think just because of many reasons, and who doesn't at one point in their life? I mean, my friend was thinking about transferring. I was thinking about transferring. It was friend trouble. School was really hard. I was going through it internally. And, like, for me, I love New York so much, but I also get lonely very easily. And I felt that if my one other friend was going to transfer that I needed to transfer also something very awful had happened to me earlier that year so I was kind of really debating that I sent in my forms and everything like my transfer forms and then I never actually ended up going through with it because I met a group of girls who were really welcoming and who made me feel not so alone which was awesome. But that was my like transfer because people want to transfer because of education because they feel like they're not being challenged because they just hate the vibe. They don't like the parties. They hate the Greek life, like whatever. I just transferred personally because of friend issues and boy issues and hard things issues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is not just like how I feel about it in general, but like how I thought about it for me is that like when things get hard, I'm a person that's very, like, adamant about getting through it. And I didn't want to just, like, give up and transfer. Because, like, that doesn't guarantee that I'd have a happy experience at the other place. So I felt like if I did have issues, I wanted to work through it here instead of running from it. Because, like, what I had happened to me personally in freshman year that, like, made me feel like, eh, I'm not New York. I feel like I needed to work through it here instead of running from it. Mm-hmm. That was just, like, how I deal with issues. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. So tell me, Sydney, winter, tell me about how you got your first internship and tell me about how that process was for you. Were you scared? Were you nervous? How was like, how did you build your resume without having any experience to begin with? Or did you have experience? Like, what did you put on your resume and how did that process work out for you? Well, I was very active in high school. Like, I was a part of like three or four, um, uh, scholar programs where it's like secret, not secret societies <laughs> they're like education societies you have to be invited into they're mm-hmm. like a big deal in Florida so like I had applied for those and um, or I like got chosen for those and those helped me a lot with like building resume experiences because like through that I met a lot of professionals or I like got to do a lot of like volunteer events and then also like I started my school newspaper so I, like, I really emphasized like my writing stuff like that and then also um, I was really involved in student life freshman year so like I was uh, the direct the uh, director of events for my hall student council then I was also the head of media for my school student council so I emphasized that like even though it wasn't necessarily work experience I had been doing work for it all semester and I emphasized that also I think it's not really even necessarily about like your experience but your ability to sell yourself not like literally sell yourself like on the black market <laughs> but like it's more like being able to like market your skills market your experiences and explain to them that like although I don't have experience I'd love to learn and I can take what I have learned in the past and apply it to this situation that will help you and me to grow like together or whatever and so my first internship was with a really big PR company and um the people there were awesome I loved like the environment of the office and I got to work with like music clients, like really big names to do PR for their like tours and like fashion stuff and things like that. 
But I realized in that internship that I hated it mm-hmm. and did not want to do PR at all. Like the PR I was is the sat worst. at my desk and I was like staring at the computer like, wow, if this was my life, I'd literally hate it. So obviously I was really grateful for like the resume builder and the experiences and skills I did learn at that internship, which was like making press clips and like doing data and all that stuff. <clears throat> and fried I was cute, so that was fun. But <laughs> Like, that was the only internship I had on my resume when I applied to work for Hillary Clinton, like, as her personal intern, and got the job with just one internship on my resume because I was able to, like, emphasize my volunteer experience in high school, like, being really involved in politics in my hometown, working for a campaign when I was 15, things like that, and just being able to sell my skills, my interests, and say, like, even though I might not have 15 internships at, like, law firms at that point, that I still had what I, what I thought it took to make myself applicable so i got my first internship when i was 17 years old working um completely like i'm not even sure if this is legal because i would literally did not get paid at all there was no college credit given because i wasn't yet in college but i just kind of was an intern to a local nonprofit theater company in my hometown and from there i went to college and i did a few retail jobs so that was on my resume but not really because that was not relevant to my career field but i could you know if you know how to portray the skill set that you used, even in a job that doesn't even seem relevant to what you're doing, but if you can't, because some jobs it's just like impossible, but if you can uh, pl- like turn the narrative a little bit to emphasize the fact that you are responsible, you handled customers, so you go to customer service, you're an exciting person, you're amicable, you were tasked with a lot of responsibilities, and you have organization skills, blah, 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 blah. I think that is definitely useful to put on your resume. So I think that's what I did with my jobs. At, I worked at Aldo and for people for literally two days, but they didn't need to know that. Just kidding. I did not lie on my resume. <laughs> and then why did why did you leave both? Um, because of school and I was busy. And I feel um, as the irresponsible freshman in college that I was, I felt that my those jobs were like interfering with like going out and having fun, which is really irresponsible of me. But I was really young and whatever. And then I got another PR slash social media internship at a bigger theater company. So I really had my roots in the music industry and like theater in general. And then I went on to a lesser known public relations firm. And then I moved on to social media because then I started my TikTok. So I moved on to like consulting for companies. We made the podcast and now I'm actually an events director as well. So it all, it all it all works together in its own seamless way. But you see how like where I started working in like PR for a musical theater, like random nonprofit to where I am now with four jobs with a steady stream of revenue coming from all four. And I'm also a full-time student. They all, it all like connects together in a very great way. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do in the first place, but I worked and I worked and I tried out everything. And now I'm in a place where I really want to, maintain for a while also don't get discouraged if you do have an internship or a job and you're not enjoying it because like i think that even in that as learning experience where like you are still learning skills we're also learning what you don't want to do mm-hmm. and if you are a freshman sophomore junior or whatever and you don't have an internship yet it's okay like i hate that schools pressure you or like people pressure you to like you need to have four jobs by the time you're 16 and 18 like you don't you really mm-hmm. don't i think everyone works on their own schedule path or whatever but also we're both, as we're talking about, like have like three jobs, four jobs, whatever right now, and full-time students. You do not need to do that. No. Nor do I recommend it because I'm stressed all of the time. Like it's great to have like experience, have like 
um, streams of revenue coming in, things like that. But like, I know I'm only speaking for myself that like I am stressed all the time. I have no time to do anything. The only time free time I do have is spent doing extra work or doing social media stuff or doing the podcast or doing law school recommendations. So I feel like while it is like fun to be like, yeah, and I have like a job, whatever. I do not recommend it, especially if you're still in college because have free time, breathe. It's okay to not have a million things on your plate, nor do I recommend having a million things on your plate because like, I know if I had the choice, I would have like chosen one thing to focus on. But like I put a lot of pressure on myself to like live up to some random abstract <laughs> achievements that I want to like do. But I am stressed all the time and like I have had to learn how to like manage my time and I don't get to go out all the time. I don't get to like party with my friends and go on random trips because I do have to work every day. So like I don't think we're like advertising or like trying to say you should have four jobs and like be full-time student and do this and do that. You don't need to at all. No to recommend it. No, thank you. Thank you for that clarification because that's really important. Cindy and I are really niche people. We have you our love jobs. The word niche. I do. It's my fave. You I know. I mean, I can only speak for myself. I have my jobs because I'm a very specific person, and <laughs> a lot of my specific. jobs. No, a lot of my jobs like overlap, and so for me, it's easier to maintain, and I still feel like I can go out and stuff, and I'm not too stressed. At the same time. What I do find is just because I do have like four streams of revenue coming in, I always let one go. Like it, it kind of switches, but like week per week, I always let one fall to the wayside, you know, and I don't really pay as much love and care and attention as I should because I do love all of my jobs. So that's why it hurts me so much that I can't. And that's another source of anxiety on top of having so much stress with everything else. Um, so I completely agree with Sydney. Thank you for making that clarification. So we have some things to talk to you about today. And the first is that I'm really proud of us because that was a great episode, I think. Like if I can pull my own horn and shove it up my ass. I think um, I think that we're really calm when we want to be. Like as fun and funny and like as hilarious as we are sometimes. I think that when we really need to sit down and have these serious conversations, we can. And I think that's fun. Also... Um, I want to say a little bit more about our internships because we have gotten so many applications. We're so excited that you guys are interested and that you want to come hang out with us because we love to hang out with you or we want to, we have not met you yet. And, um, we are choosing who we're going to move on with for interviews very soon in the next few days. So get your applications in if you haven't I know we have a post on it, right, on our account as well. But just in case, there's an email connected to our Instagram. So if you are ever confused about, like, spelling or if you're going to spell it wrong, just literally click. There's, like, an email, like, section in our Instagram that you can just click on and it'll pull it right up. So just go ahead and do that. And um, we're so excited. We really encourage you to apply, even if you did. Like, this entire episode, if anything, proved that you can think that you're the most unqualified person on planet Earth. But... We still really, you know, we are the people to take a chance on you. We really want to see what you can do. And it's less about your credentials and if you were like secret service to the president of the United States, but more about who you are as a person and what you can do for us social media wise. And who doesn't know how to work social media? So we're excited for that. Interviews coming soon. Love it. Yeah. Third thing, uh, we wanted to acknowledge as Avid Sex in the City fans, especially me, I'm really attached to the show. We wanted to acknowledge and give a little, what's it called? Devotion. What's it called? Like a little like eulogy. Notice or no? It's not. A, it's like a oh no. Obituary. No, eulogy. like we wanted to give a little 
like in honor of dedication i had no idea what you were talking about we want to dedicate this episode to willie garson who played stanford blatch uh in sex in the city and he was to be in the sex in the city reboot as well we uh love his character and of course we don't know him personally but as people who have benefited from the show we wanted to dedicate this episode and our entire lives and souls to this man because, you know, he's very talented. He seemed like a lovely human. And rest in peace, Willie Garson. Yeah. That was really depressing. That was really sad. Oh. It was really sad. But is there anything else I should say in honor of Willie Garson? I think that's good. Okay, great. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. To be honest, we're not usually the serious, but this was a more serious topic or like a more like grounded topic. So we did want to express that side of ourselves. If you want to keep listening, which please do. Our street is so annoying. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart. And if you want to follow our social medias, which I encourage you do, because on there you can hear about merch, promotions, and all They're of this exciting... They're going to say murder. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you can hear about murder, conspiracies, cults, the works. No, you can get merch and promotions and insider information. We're going to do a meet and greet soon. It'll be hilarious and fun. Uh, go to our Instagram also for information about our internship. We love you guys. Our internship. No, wait. Our social media handles are all crying in public podcast. We love you guys. Goodbye. Yar. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.